You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Hello, hello. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. And we're about to have, yeah, an hour of amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Mianjin and beyond. Uh, it's a pretty jam-packed episode today. And um, we've got... I've got a special segment. I caught up with Chloe Sophia, local uh, trans advocate as well, uh, who's been doing lots of really good stuff around the community, and we're going to have an update with her. Uh, so I'll be I'll be playing that later, and then later in the episode today, there's some new legislation that has come in or coming in, and uh, we're going to have Alexis Pink uh, from Pineapple Rebellion, uh, who does a lot of reporting on local and state politics, to so come in and have a chat about what this all means, get some clarity on uh, this particular bill around the births, death and Marriages Act. Uh, So yeah, that'll be exciting as well. But first of all, as per usual, the Week in Community News and Events. So what's coming up? Uh, Obviously, December is a bit of a festive season. Uh, Love it or hate it, we'll see. Uh, But Tonight, uh, so in the end, in West End, uh, Wreckers Comedy Night, which is uh, from 7pm. Jokes for the girls, gays, theys and thems. Wreckers brings you a showcase of the most hilarious queer and female comics Mianjin has to offer. Come on, give yourself a little treat. You've been well behaved. That's right. uh, That's down at the end this evening. If you're listening to the podcast, it is in the past. I apologize. Uh, But I do believe that uh, the organizers of Wreckers Comedy Night uh, do this more than once. This is not just a one-off event. So, yeah, keep your ears sharp. I was going to say peeled, but that's weird. Uh, we'll go into the next event coming up. So, um, I know that Christmas and this holiday festive period can be particularly uh, depressing and tired and exhausting for a lot of trans folk, uh, particularly if you don't have a lot of friends or family that you spend time with. So, um, I've got a couple events that I've noted uh, that you should attend because they're great. They'll be full of great, cool, queer people. Uh, first up is a Bushed as Krampus Bash, which will be at the Cave-In in Woolongabba on Friday, December 23rd from 5.30pm. Tis the fef- festive season. Come on down to the Cave-In for free local music. The last night before Christmas can be intense, so we humbly invite you to just not. And take a night off for a Bushed as Krampus Bash. Come bear witness as the cave-in place host to four talented acts in stripped-back, heartfelt solo performances of song and poetry. You'll have Bush Poetry, Nicolaine Martin, Danny WX, and Frunky. So yeah, uh, that's on the 23rd of December. Also on the 23rd of December is June Jones' Pop Music for Normal Women uh, album tour. Uh, June, June Jones is launching her new album, Pop Music for Normal Women. Uh, with a nine-show tour across so-called Australia. Uh, She will be performing with her bandmate uh, Guryan, as well as amazing local support acts at each show. She will be up here in Brisbane on December 23rd from 8pm at The Bearded Lady. So if you want to check out June Jones, uh, yeah, that is also another excellent gig. You've got a couple of options there for the day before Christmas. Uh, And looking into the future, far into the future, in fact, into next year, 
in February. Uh, Kay Tempest uh, will be coming to Brisbane and performing at the Brisbane Powerhouse in New Farm on February 21st at 7.30pm. Acclaimed London-based poet, author and recording artist Kay Tempest bringing their formidable body of work and new album to Brisbane, blending moody electronica with elements of neo-soul and grimy hip-hop. Kay's latest album, The Line Is A Curve, uses spoken word to paint a picture of what it feels like to be alive today. Impossible to Pigeonhole Tempest debut hip-hop album Every Everybody Down was nominated for the Mercury Prize in the same year as they made the Poetry Book, Soci- Poetry Book Society's once-in-a-decade list of next-generation poets. Comfortably straddling the divide between art forms, Kay owns both with commanding presence and charisma. That's right, so Kay Tempest will be at Brisbane Powerhouse in February uh, next year, 21st. I'm, saying, I'm mentioning this now because for some people, you know, it's important that you get in ahead because I'm sure these tickets will probably sell out quick. Uh, but yeah, there's that event there too. Any of the events or anything that I'm mentioning on air this morning uh, or you're listening back on the podcast will be posted on the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. Uh, and you can click the link there and see where you'd like to go and what you'd like to do and see which events that I've mentioned that you'd like to attend. Uh, this last one uh, is... So this is actually coming up. So this is December 12th on Monday from 5.30pm at the... Brisbane Cathedral Square, which is a public forum and community discussion put on by uh, Jonathan Saranganathan, Regenerate Brisbane Housing Crisis. So I'll just read a little bit of blurb from this one, which is, what else should Brisbane City Council be doing to address the housing crisis? Today, housing is treated primarily as a profit-driven industry, not as a human right. House prices and rents have and rents have skyrocketed, uh, pushing thousands more into homelessness and housing insecurity. How can we tackle this problem at a local government level? What is and should be the role of Brisbane City Council in this space? Uh, join Councillor Jonathan Saranganathan for a free community barbecue and discussion of future actions our local government can take to address housing crisis. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, topics that they'll explore as well. Um, so that'll be at the location, which will be, yeah, Brisbane Cathedral Square, Monday, 12th of December from 5.30pm. I'm mentioning this on transmission because the housing crisis particularly affects trans people as we tend to be the last the last to be looked at for a lot of uh, essential needs. And the housing crisis is particularly bad and uh yeah so if you want your voice heard if you want to ask questions if you want to say something uh head on down to the brisbane cathedral square on monday 12th of december from 5 30 and check that one out so yeah that's all the week in community news and events um actually whoa hold on i forgot a thing who am i uh it's gonna be four triple z's hot 100 uh coming up soon so uh that's on the first of january it's an epic party. It's completely free. Um, I'm going to play a little thing because uh, 4 Triple Z make really great spots. The production team here are fantastic. So uh, let's listen to that. Voting for the 2022 Hot 100 is now open. Who'll make the top 100? It's your call. Vote for the tracks you think reign supreme in 2022. Start shortlisting today. Hot100.4zzz.org.au Voting closes midnight, December 26th. Hot100.4zzz.org.au Vote now. Yeah, you got to vote. you got to vote for the Hot 100 for Triple Z. Uh, I already submitted. It did take me quite a while. I had a list of... 54 tracks, uh, but you've got to narrow it down to 10. Uh, it's taken a while, 
Uh, but there are some fantastic trans and queer artists in there. There's Egoism, there's Jesua, um, gosh, there's, there's Lies from the Delusionals, I'm trying to think of, like, other the Snouts, um, yeah, there's just so many, um, Damien, I, like, I, yeah, um, you should totally go check that out, go vote, um, I'll pop the link up on the Transmission Facebook page as well, at Transradio with a Z, uh, vote for the artist's uh, that you want, that you've loved, that you've listened to, especially if you've been listening to Transmission. There are some, there are some fantastic artists local that we've been playing on Transmission as well. Uh, yeah, so vote. Don't forget to vote. Um, it's also going to be a hot one, so make sure you stay hydrated. Mianjin, stay hydrated. We are now about to head into a segment uh, where I caught up with Chloe Sophia, a local trans advocate, uh, who's doing a lot of really good stuff out there in the community. Um, and we're just having a bit of an update, a bit of a chat, a bit of a casual chat. So yeah, I'm just going to push play on my chat with Chloe. So I'm here today chatting with Chloe Sophia, uh, the local activist that uh, spends a lot of time on transmission, actually, and at Full Triple Z. So, hey, Chloe, how you doing? Hi, how you going, Ed? It's nice to be back. Uh, your name and pronouns for everyone? Yes, so uh, Chloe Sophia, she, her, and I just identify myself as a queer woman. You have some updates for us on... Queensland Mental Health, and then, well, generally as well. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Among other exciting things. So. Oh, my God. I uh, There is so much happening, and um, I am genuinely, for the first time in five years, absolutely surprised and excited at all levels from top to bottom. So... Um, Pun intended? No, sorry. Top- <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's good. That's good. I'll have to keep that one. As people might know, I've been working um, kind of alongside as a person of lived experience with uh, Metro North and uh, also the Sunshine Coast University Hospital. And actually, I gave uh, a series of talks up there during um, uh, Transgender Awareness Week, and uh, that went really well. And something that's come up is about data and capturing gender and preferred names. And that not only affects us, but it also affects people um, who, you know, are afflicted with d- domestic violence and, and in witness protection programs and all sorts of things. So, but the good news is that they are going to change their system. Now, this is a very old, if anybody knows MS-DOS, if you're a tech nerd, right, this is how (laughs) old the system is. Like, it is so old. And they kept saying, oh, we can't change it. We can't change it. You know, there's no, there's no funding. And then due to somebody, I won't say who, I'm not looking at you. Poking around and saying, hey, you're in violation of the Sexual Discrimination Act. Maybe, I don't know. Um, Yeah, there's been some top-down activity saying you now need to update your system and form a working group and work out how to do it. So, and I have that memorandum. I actually have a physical memorandum. I can prove it, right? Nice. Uh, So, yeah, Metro North, definitely. Um, I have their actual, you know, images of their software page and what they're going to do and how they're going to tackle it. So it's really amazing. And I've got a meeting with Julianne Gilbert coming up who works under Yvette Darth, and I'm going to push to make sure that this is a statewide initiative, you know, make sure it is going to happen across the state. And that it's going to properly affect and go into the correct places it needs to be. Correct. Mm. And I think, you know, it's, we have to just realize, and obviously I didn't know this when I started, but the hospital system is made up of a lot of smaller systems. And so it's actually very complex. So you can't just say, I'm going to use my preferred name because when they issue the pathology report, you know, they get pathology. If pathology doesn't have the correct name, they won't give you the results back. 
And so all these systems have to link up and it's not all one big system. It's actually lots of systems. So it is a little complex and um, it's really great that they are changing it and that they have to work uh, through across all these different things to make sure that you know, we have a safe experience in the hospital. And there's so, also like obviously a lot of data for them to collect and collate into a new system. So it does seem like those processes for anyone who works in IT or yes. with tech knows how long that can take. So, yeah, but that's great that they're like implementing something. There's a prog- there's progress as a plan. So Absolutely. that's awesome. Absolutely. I was told that there are people at the top now who are asking questions. And so there's a lot of movement in this area, which is so good. Okay. So what's you've, what else is going on? Okay. So um, I, had a, I had a meeting with the Queensland Alliance for Mental Health, and they are a peak body here in Queensland. Now, it's really, 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 really interesting because I learned something. If anybody's into advocacy, I learned something. And that is that the, the pride flag, the trans flag, it has... Um, currency, right? Everybody wants it because they want to look inclusive. Not only that, but it secures you funding if you're doing stuff for LGBTIQ, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they deliver on it. Yeah, they just like to have it, right? No, and, it's aesthetically pleasing. It is. <laughs> it looks pretty goddamn good. <laughs> right? But we have to hold them accountable. We have to say, well, if you're going to say that you're LGBTIQ inclusive, what are you doing? And I'm learning that a lot of organizations actually, they, they fly the flag, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean there's anything going on, right? Especially for trans people. So anyways, so I had a meeting with uh, yeah, QAMH, which is great. It took a while to get that meeting. And um, they are really keen to look at some new initiatives. It was pretty clear in the conversation that there really isn't a lot going on there specifically for trans people in that area. So, and and I'm welcome for them to correct me on that, but that's what came out of an hour-long meeting pretty much. So I might be coming back in January to them specifically to give another talk to all of their staff to make sure that they understand the historical context around trans people and the state uh, that we're in in terms of systemic oppression and all that kind of stuff. And then from there, hopefully, they're going to make initiatives to include us and look through our lens when they do things. Nice. So that's another <sighs> step forward. You're so good. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. But. Uh-huh. This is the best one. I've saved the best one for last. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, it's great. Even more news. Yes. This is great, right? So I accosted the Queensland Mental Health Commission <laughs> at the last uh, Mental Health Week Awards because I photograph that every year. I've done it for seven years. And I finally, I was going to storm the stage, right? But then I thought, hmm, that's not that great a look, right? I could have, <laughs> but anyway. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to talk to, because Mr. Um, you know, Ivan Frikovic is there every year and he's a lovely man. And I thought, I'm going to, you know, talk to him and say, look, we need to have a conversation around this because there's been a lack of trans representation at the Mental Health Week Awards. And, uh, and it turns out that this is the one year he was sick. <laughs> So he was right. there. But seven of his staff were there. And so I got to talk to them. And anyway, they were um, really interested. And so they've arranged a meeting. And I had that meeting today with them. <gasps> so that was an hour-long meeting. Oh, my God. You have no idea of the things that are going on. Like, there is a national trauma strategy being worked on. What? I know, right? Is it? How, how does this affect us as trans people? Right. Well, we weren't in there, right? This oh, is right. like, okay. well, see, Queensland Mental Health are giving submissions and writing things uh, to be included and to, to look at. And, and it would appear at first glance that the, the, the trans and gender diverse lens has not been looked at through that strategy. And so we started the conversation today. It was like, okay, let's go and look at it and see what can happen. You know, that's just one initiative. There's a, there's a whole initiative around stigma. There's like um, 
oh, there's so much. And, and we're just not being addressed through these things. So it was a very big conversation today and there's going to be an ongoing conversation because there was a lot to think about and, and what strategies we can use and how can we, you know, get more mental health, uh, like a mental health uh, helpline, you know, specifically for trans people. You know, we really, we only have Lifeline or Q, Q Life. Q Life is not technically a, a crisis line. It says so on their website. And I couldn't get through the last four or five times. So where do we go? when we need help and crisis support. So this is a conversation I'm having with the Queensland Mental Health Commission and seeing if we can change that. There was I have so many things today. My brain is just a fog of joy. <laughs> a fog of joy. It's amazing. So there's all this stuff in the works and like all this progress, which is fantastic. Um, thank you so much for all you're doing out there as well. Um, what else? What, is there something else that you've got? <laughs> I don't know a lot about the Victorian you know, trans, uh, what's going on down there for trans people. But I'm becoming far more aware that they are far ahead of us. Yeah. And something that mm-hmm. came out of the conversation today was that they have a peak body for trans um, uh, issues, which is the tran- Transgender Victoria. And and the there's a person in there who actually sits quite high up, I think next to the Premier or something. like. And so trans issues are f- front and centre. And Brisbane, or Mianjin, is, um, we are a bit behind in, in these areas. And so that was another thing that came out of the conversation today was, why isn't there a peak body for trans people in Brisbane? You know, like a, a proper one. Yeah, I think that's probably also big incentive for a lot of trans community members to also be, uh, you know, moving down to Victoria as mm. well. Uh, w- with, you know... the. Someone said to me, like, uh, yeah, Victoria's probably, like, 20 years ahead of where Queensland is in terms of mm. uh, not just in specifically trans issues, but generally. Uh, so, you know, we've got a lot of progress to move through, like, a lot of progress to be made, sorry. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> there is. There's so many things going on at the, at the mm, federal and state level, mainly the state level, I think. I really do feel the next two to three years are going to be just a game changer in Queensland. I have a question. Do you think that this was um, related, that all this movement, all this really mm. rapid prog- progress that's sort of going through the, and all in the pipeline right now, it's not really solidified quite yet, but everything's sort of moving. Do you think that that's, this is something that has been going on long before the recent federal election? Or do you think this current, you know, the current government that we have has influenced how fast things are moving? Uh, that's a great question. And of course, it's going to be a multifaceted answer because mm. there's no, I don't think there's any one particular thing, but I do believe that it's a nexus of events right now. And and yes, that I think when Labor got in, I think anybody who's anybody who wanted to, any minority sort of went, okay, now's our time, you know? Mm, mm. And I think we've all, I, 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 you know, I can't speak for other organizations and stuff but i'm pretty sure the few people i've spoken to were like okay let's get a let's get a move on let's progress socially so i definitely believe that plays a part in it but also there's um a bit of a nexus with representation i really do believe that and the young people coming through and uh you know gender and especially non-binary kind of identities that's all at the moment it's kind of in the mainstream focus in different ways Plus, we've got particular young people in certain positions that are progressive. Mm. And I think that's a huge difference as well. But I, we really do need to pay our respects to the 
incredible amount of work done by people like ATSAQ over the years, um, you know, and others and leaders that have set the stage for, you know, this present time because this couldn't happen without that. Mm. And, and a, a lot of stuff has happened already for this to actually finally get get to the stage that get it's to at. The stage. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. excellent. Cool. Yeah. That's all. That's <laughs> all from Auntie Chloe. <laughs> Thank you, Auntie <laughs> Chloe. Uh, <laughs> at this point. But we will talk again soon and I think we'll have some some actual serious solidified things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We we will. We will. I'm excited. Thank you so much, Chloe. Um yeah, you've been great. There you go, my chat earlier this week with Chloe, Sophia, a bit of an update on what's going around the traps and all things, uh, you know, progress for us in the trans community. Amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, Brisbane and beyond. Transmission on 4ZZZ brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am, join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community. Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and yeah, you're listening to Transmission 4ZZZ, all about amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Mianjin and beyond. I am now joined in studio by the fantastic, the wonderful, the only, Alexis Pink. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I am still here. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's a lovely day for it, Alexis. It is indeed. <laughs> uh, we have some exciting things to discuss. We do have some so- exciting things to discuss. Uh, we were actually just on uh, Friday, Alexis and I were in a very large room in town uh, in Parliament, staring at, a, at each yeah. other from across across the gallery. Yeah, we decided <laughs> both to go down to the George Street Kindergarten for a bit. Yes, we did. There's lots of yelling. <laughs> okay, we should probably <laughs> okay, tone right, this we'll down a bit. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're here to talk about the births, deaths and marriages uh legislation that is currently some changes are being made? Yes. So let me take you through a little bit of the Births, Deaths and Marriages Register Bill of 2022. All right, let's go. For short, the BDMR Bill, or if you like, the Self-ID Bill, because that's pretty much the highlight of this particular bill. Yeah, yep. Um, So this comes down to a few um, categories. There are a few administrative changes that they're doing to speed up certain processes to do with the Births, Deaths and Marriages Act itself. They're also making quite a lot of changes to be more representative of transgender and non-binary people in in birth certificates. Mm -hmm. They're also making changes to the way that people under the age of 18 can change their gender markers. They're also making changes to the way parents are recorded on birth certificates as well as some changes to the Anti-Discrimination Act that will remove some provisions that allowed lawful discrimination against LGBTIQ people if they if the job that they were applying for required them to work with children. Right. Yes, that's right. There's yes. a lot of stuff There's a in lot this of bit. things that have been shifted around, which is great. They're all great things as well. Um, yeah, apparently this has been quite a bit of a process. The government has always sort of expressed an interest in making these changes, even when they made the changes 
to the BDMR Act to allow for changes to gender markers on birth certificates last term. They were sort of hinting that they were going in this direction, but they weren't ready to yeah. do that yet. And here we are. And, and here we are. Yeah. Apparently, there's been a lot of uh, negotiations and consultations with various groups. The headline groups are PFLAG, as well as the Queensland Council for LGBTIQ Health, um, the LGBTIQ Legal Centre, and also Equality Australia. They've been the sort of four key um, sort of cheerleaders for this particular change. They've also been consulting pretty heavily with the Attorney General's office from what has been told to us so far. And, um, yeah, they've come a long way. Yeah, um, it was... It's pretty cool. I mean, I, one of the, the things that I noted was that uh, you can actually... So with the gender markers, you can self-identify, as in you can write in. It's not just MF and then uh, NB or something. It is... Yeah, you can, so yeah. basically it's any gender marker that you like that isn't profane. Yeah. So there are options that are probably inappropriate to put on a birth certificate that the government wishes to regulate. But largely speaking, if you've got an intersex um, uh, identity that you would like to be recognised, that will be recognised. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. It Also, I think it falls under the same uh, sort of guidelines and rules as changing your name. So as long as it's not profane, you know. If yeah, it, you know, it's is, mostly the same approach. So. Yeah. It's not too dissimilar from the way that the federal government does passports. Um, M, F, and X are the allowed markers on those. It's a little bit more expansive than that, though. Yes, Uh, in that it's more, yes, like a self-identifying document. Also, with uh, parents, so for same-sex parents, uh, you can change to... to, You can have two mums, you can have two mothers, identify that way, two fathers, you can also have two parents. Yeah, the the law as it stands today is that... If you are in a same-sex couple, the mother and the father biologically are recorded and anybody else is recorded as a parent. Right. Okay. So that, and then that's therefore changing. Yeah, that's changing to be whoever identifies as the mother and whoever identifies as the father and all other genetic um, relatives. Right. For obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That's, That's some cool stuff. How are the gender critical people handling this? Um... (laughs) <laughs> so reactions to this from um, the LGBTIQ community have been really good in mm-hmm. general um, lots of very positive responses from the key groups obviously they spent quite a lot of time making sure this worked and online commentary on this particular bill has been quite positive in general except in groups that are gender critical um, those gender critical groups have been very um dismissive of this particular bill they're effectively suggesting that this change will lead to more instances of unsafe spaces for for people who are assigned female at birth right okay hmm i'm trying to be very careful with my language here but unfortunately they're not so <laughs> yes yes you're you're being uh, cautious however there are people out there that are not being cautious um However, mm. the Attorney General, um, that's Shannon Fenterman in mm-hmm. Queensland, made a very strong statement in her first reading speech on this, basically suggesting that the gender critical people will suggest um, that this is a feminist issue when it is a discrimination issue. Yes. 
I would consider her speech on this to be blunt, bordering on direct. Yeah. Um, it was pretty strong. It was an excellent speech. Yeah, um, very straightforward. There was no room for misinterpretation. This is 100% support. Yeah. So what? how do we go forward? So what's happening next? How does this... When does it come into effect? How does it come into effect? Okay, so the bill was read for a first time. That is what you and I observed this uh, last week. Mm -hmm. That was on Thursday. Oh, Friday. Friday, Friday. yeah, yeah. Yes. Whatever days are. Um, it's not usually a <laughs> parliament on a Friday, so I'm a little bit confused. <laughs> um, now that that has passed, it is referred to a committee to be reviewed. Um, the committee is the Legal Affairs and Community Safety Committee, uh, of course, because it is part of the Attorney General's um, portfolio, and she deals with legal affairs. Um, that committee will then review the bill, and it'll give an opportunity for the government and the opposition to talk about the specific phrasing of it, the bill, whether they want to make any recommendations, whether right. they wish to the make any... Yeah. Yes. It'll also give them to do broader community consultation. So it is an opportunity for everyone to be able to speak to this particular issue. Are you telling listeners to uh, contact their MP and write in what they... I am not doing it okay. this time because this is a bill that exists and it is in a committee. There is a very specific process right. for commenting on bills. Right, okay. How does that work? Is that going to... Is that impact or relate to... This particular issue? It does. Like in terms so the committee has asked for anyone with input on this bill. This can be as little as how it will affect you personally or your opinions on it or your expertise about it and have asked them to submit to, that, um, to this particular process where your submission will be noted and read by the committee and part of the committee's broader notes on this bill. Right. Okay. Cool. So if you go to the Parliament's website, parliament.qld.gov.au, and you go down to the Work for Committees section and find the Legal Affairs and Safety Committee, there will be a page for the Births, Deaths and Marriages Registration Bill of 2022. I'm going to put that up on my social media. Yep. And I'm presuming you got, you're going to put it up on your social yes. media. Yes. <laughs> so that'll be the uh, on Pineapple Rebellion as well as uh, Transmission, which is at Transradio. Yes. Um, basically, those submissions don't have to be in a specific um, specific form. They need to be sent to an email, lasc at parliament.qld.gov.au. That's on the website, but we'll also include that in our social media. Um, you can also make online submissions, which does make this a little bit easier for you. That's the new version. Online of submissions. <laughs> of that particular thing. <laughs> You have to make your submission by January 11, 2023. That is about ooh, four weeks away. You've got, you've got four weeks. You've got some time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from there, the committee will consider all of its evidence. It will do a public briefing on the bill. That'll be with the department, the legal affairs. Uh, sorry. The Department of Justice and Attorney General. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Different thing. <laughs> as well as um, community um Consultation. So they are uh, the committee members themselves will pick people to um, come in and talk about their specific in interests and issues. Then they will build a report. That report is due on February 24, 2023, 
Once that report has come back, it will go to the uh, it will go back to the parliament, and then it will be up to the government to find a space in their agenda to bring it for its second reading debate. Right, where the government and the opposition and all of the crossbenchers will have that debate. Right, and that can be the heavy part. That'll be the heavy part. Now, prospects on that. It is very early days. This bill has only existed for a week, and Shadow Cabinet doesn't meet all the time. However, the Labor government will support this bill all the way through. On their numbers, the bill will pass. How damaging this will get will depend on how all of the other parties react. The Queensland Greens have been pretty supportive of any process that moves in this direction. um, There are people who made submissions on... uh, Sorry, Um, petitions on this bill. Some of those people are Green staffers. Those people have supported that all of the way through. Um, The independent Sandy Bolton is likely to vote with the bill, as far as I can tell, but I don't know. Um, Both One Nation and the Catters Australia Party have expressed some amount of concern with things that support this community. Right. In fact, the Catters have brought bills to the Parliament that w- could be interpreted as anti-transgender. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being very careful yes, with yes, my yes. language because I'm a state political reporter who has to deal with these people on a regular basis and I do not want to rep- misrepresent their positions. Yes. Um, the, Liberal pa- uh, the Liberal National Party have mostly kept out of these debates so at the moment we think that they're going to support the bill certainly that's the rumor but there is a process that needs to go through there so we won't know until we know all right there you go there's an update on what's happening there uh when we can when we don't know but it will uh it's the first step in many steps of getting the helping the trans community get the rights and that they deserve and be able to identify the way that they want to identify so yeah i I suspect that the bill will probably be on the agenda sometime in march or april cool so that's 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 not too far away so yeah we've got some time we've got we're going to put all the information uh and links and stuff that we talked about today uh up on our social media as well so at trans radio with a z and pineapple rebellion um at pineapple rebel on twitter and the pineapple rebellion on facebook fantastic we'll put that stuff up there thank you so much alexis for coming in and uh yeah joining me today and filling us all in on how this works it's absolutely my pleasure uh yeah awesome Thank you very much, and bye! Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4ZZZ.